Hey, ebook readers, right now, the Flight Attendant Joe series ebooks are only $2.99. That's Fasten Your Seatbelts and Eat Your Fucking Nuts, Flight Attendant Joe, and I'm Just Here for the Layovers on Amazon, iTunes, Nook, and Kobo, $2.99 each. Hey, everybody, if you enjoy listening to Grounded with Flight Attendant Joe, now is your chance to become a patron of the podcast. Go check out www.patreon.com slash grounded with flight attendant Joe. There's different tiered levels and each of one of them comes with something special and unique, including the Friday debrief, which is a short podcast episode that I record on Friday mornings, just me and my coffee. And it's only available on the Patreon page for patrons. So again, check that out. www.patreon.com slash grounded with flight attendant Joe. Happy Monday. Yay. It's May 11th, 2020. And this is grounded with flight attendant Joe. I am your host. Yesterday was Mother's Day. Oh yeah, I am your host, flight attendant Joe, (laughs) unless you're new to this podcast. And you know who that is. I'm a mess this morning. Yesterday was Mother's Day. So happy Mother's Day to all you fabulous mothers out there who love your children. I hope you children called your mother and not text. Do not text your mother on Mother's Day. She's just going to tell all her friends, no, Billy didn't call. No, he didn't call me. No, I waited. Did he? Con- oh, he texted me, but that doesn't matter. He didn't call me and I need to be called on Mother's Day. <laughs> all right, enough of my nonsense. All right, let's get started with this episode. Ladies and gentlemen, get ready for this special guest today. Adam, a.k.a. Limey, is on the show to spill the story. Now, if you guys go back a few years, if you're into the aviation social media game, you'll remember Limey Flyer on Instagram. He had one of the largest pilot Instagram pages, tens of thousands of followers. And just like that... He closed the account and he's here to tell us why you got to be careful with these social media trolls and these people that like to start fires and try to destroy your lives because it happened to him and he's here to share the story and i'm so honored that he came on the show to talk about this and then we talked about how he rebranded himself and started grilling and yeah i'm a vegetarian so i had to give him a little bit of hard time we talked about flying and being a pilot ladies and gentlemen welcome adam aka limey All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. We're so excited that you're here. Yay. I'm so thrilled for this episode. This is going to be very exciting this is because very exciting. we are, this is not a duo today, ladies and gentlemen. <gasps> this is a triad or a threesome. Because it's a threesome. It's a threesome. And I'm not going to lie to you. I've been waiting for this threesome for a long fucking time. <laughs> so I want you guys to welcome our pilot friend, Adam, on today. He has called in. Adam, are you there? I am here. Thank you for having me today. Oh, my God. We haven't had you yet, but we probably will. We're going (laughs) to think about it later. (laughs) Adam Limey, welcome to Grounded with Flight Attendant Joe. I'm I'm happy to be here. I'm happy to be uh, on another one of your podcasts, Joe. You know, always... willing to talk to you. Thank you so much. You know, I was um, like, when was he on Confessions on the Fly? Because I love to go back and pull up, well, personally, I love to go back and pull up things that's going to, that embarrass my 
the co my co-host LJ on confession. So anytime I can embarrass her, I I love it. And I was like, Adam was on that podcast. Let me go back and see if I can find a clip. And just that introduction just had me laughing. I was like, I don't even know why he agreed to come on to Grounded, but welcome. <laughs> I appreciate that. Thank you very much. No, it was a fun time. It was a fun time talking with you back then, and I'm looking forward to it again. Well, thank you very much, sir. So how are you and your family doing during this crisis we're of COVID-19? You know, we're, we're doing very well. I mean, we're just trying to stay sane. Kids are doing schoolwork. We're trying to keep them occupied, I'm trying to keep myself occupied so my wife doesn't kill me. And uh, yeah, we're just chugging along, just staying busy. You know, you're, um, of course, you know this, but listeners might not know that your wife was actually on the parenting during COVID-19 episode. She was the first person I talked to. and um, She was. She did. She enjoyed doing that episode. She, yeah, she had a lot of fun. And she told me that, you know, the one thing that gets her motivated to get through this is wine. So I, I connected with her yeah. and I was like, this makes a lot of sense. I drink a lot of wine and I don't even have kids. <laughs> Yeah, the uh, the alcohol consumption across the United States must be huge right now because just seeing our recycling bin every two weeks <laughs> is insane. Well, I think it's funny because in Colorado, when they started closing everything, they were like, we're going to keep open the liquor stores and the weed stores because those are essential. <laughs> and I was like, you're fucking right, they're essential. Don't, yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. those lines are wrapped around, well, not anymore, but at the beginning, people didn't know if they were going to close them. So the you would drive by a liquor store, you drive by a weed store, and you know, weed stores are on every corner here like churches are in Florida. Sure. <laughs> you, can, you can throw a penny and you'll hit a dealer in the forehead. So, you know... <laughs> So it's not very so everyone was worried but they've stayed open. So um well I'm glad you guys are doing good and the kids are doing well. Yeah, we're 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 just staying busy, just trying to stay occupied. I'm not really working much right now just because everything's canceling and now, uh, you know, uh sure we've talked before we down the pilot and uh flights are canceling and that means my schedule's drying up and I'm going with month on end with no flying. So have to stay occupied over here now how long can you go without flying before you like dequal or, or something because i know something happens there's got to be some rules that you've got to like take off and land the airplane a certain number of times there are it's um we have to have three takeoffs and landings every 90 days they're starting to make some exemptions with the faa right now to extend that out i'm not exactly sure of the timeline i think i'm good for about another 45 days and then i need some more flying in so if you're getting, if pilots are starting to get to that point where they could dequal, dequalification, yeah. will they be assigned a trip? It seems like they are being assigned trips. Some people are getting called to go down to the training uh, departments and fly the simulator, even if it's just for an hour and they go and land the simulator three times and take off the simulator three times. That makes you current. Um, wow, so really? that's happening as well. Yep. That's all you, all they have to do. So you're either getting assigned a trip or, or heading down to the schoolhouse. So this law, this rule of three takeoff and three landings within 90 days doesn't even have to be on a real airplane. It could be on a simulator in the headquarters no. training facility. Wow. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So this, this simulators are so advanced and, uh, I mean, we don't touch a plane until 
after we've finished our training and the first flight we do has a plane full of passengers on board. So they're that realistic and that advanced. It's uh, really good technology. Do you, do you miss flying right now or are you still like, no, I'm good. Uh, I do. Okay. No, I miss it. I'm one of these guys. I've never gone this long without being in an airplane since I was 17 years old. So, you know, that's, shoot, was a 23, 24 years a long time. of flying. <laughs> and yeah, and yeah, I miss it. I really do miss it. I'm, I'm so curious, you know, airline employees, flight attendants, pilots, we have relationships with our spouses, girlfriends, but it's based on the idea that I'm going to be gone for 15 days out of the month. And, you know, I think crew relationships with spouses and stuff are so different than a relationship where the husband and the wife are together 24 hours a day, every night. Um, I actually think being married to crew people is a healthier way because they go away to work. They come home, you miss them. You have things to talk about. How are things at home? Is your wife like, get the fuck out. You're driving me crazy. Oh yeah. Without a doubt. She's not driving me crazy. I may be driving her crazy, but you're, you're exactly right. The nice thing about being in this industry and relationships like in while in the industry, the separation is good. It's, It's healthy. And, um, if you're not used to that from being, you know, been together, I've been my, with my wife now for 16 years and we, this has been our routine. I go away for a few days, come back for a few days and go out again. And it's good. And this is, uh, this is interesting. I've been, I've only been gone three days since March 17th. So, you know, nearly two months now, I've only been gone for three days and, uh, I'm sure I'm driving or not. Well, she hasn't killed you yet or hit you with a bottle of wine. So I think things are going well. (laughs) (laughs) I want to talk about one of the, there's two main, I have so, well, I can't even get my words out. I have so much I want to talk to you about, but I want to go back because you were actually on confessions on the fly on August 1st. And I remember it because during that time we had recorded the episode like a week prior. And within that week, you kind of, your social media game kind of melted, had a meltdown. And I, so I would like yes. to discuss what happened because you used to go by um, Limey Flyer. Limey Flyer. Yeah. You, yep. were, you were pretty famous. You were like, yeah. whenever I would think about hanging out with you, I would think I know a celebrity. And. <laughs> Not to use this, you know, airline employees using this terminology sounds scary, but your social media platform kind of crashed and burned. Big time. It it, it really did. Yeah. And can you legally, can you you share what happened? Because this story is fascinating to me. I, I can go into as many details as I can without getting too specific. But Okay, um, yeah, yeah, that's perfect. So... Amongst the aviation community, there's always been this little joking side of us um, about chemtrails. Now, there's believers out there and some of the conspiracy theorists that believe that airlines and or pilots or the government are out there spraying chemtrails in the air and that's the white lines you're seeing in the sky and we're 
controlling the weather, controlling mind control over <clears throat> the population. And it's crazy. It's yes, obviously it's, it's we're really not doing that. Now, there was a period right around when we were talking on the last podcast where I decided I'd have a little fun with the chemtrail conspiracy theorists and post a couple pictures out there poking the bear, as you would say. And it kind of backfired. I um, got a call from a company representative saying that uh, a video had been made about me saying that my company was spraying chemtrails. Now, this obviously was not true of its craziness. And immediately seeing people's responses to this, I knew that it was going to be bad. I, I knew that my career could be in jeopardy. I knew that my family's safety could be in jeopardy because these people find things out about you personally very quickly and they had my information. So with that being said, I just on without even thinking about it, opened up my account and hit delete. You know, we you've seen my account, we've talked about my account. I had, you know, fifty thousand followers. It was it was almost a second job having that account. But I enjoyed it. I enjoyed bringing aviation into, you know, the young people in a, around the world who wanted to be pilots. And through my account, they could ask me questions. I could show them what it was like to be in the industry, how to become a pilot, a flight attendant, whatever. And I just had to shut it down instantly. I lost all of that. I lost my contacts. I lost the people I was dealing with. And it, it kind of sucks, but it's also a relief because that job was, that, that account was like another job to me. It was taking up my time. It really was taking up my time. So the relief after the fact of not having to take care of this account all the time was actually really good. But would I like to close it down on my own accord and in my own way? Sure. But I just had to do it. The, um, yeah. Wow. I, st I have so many questions. Um, the idea of the freedom you felt, even though I love how you said I would have enjoyed closing it down on my own without having to close it down because of crazy people. Well, okay. You didn't say it like that. Yeah. I said it like that. Well, um, but, but you're right. Yeah. Um, well, I just had Mike Wagner on the show a couple weeks ago and we were talking about chemtrail online, yes. online trolls. And he actually wrote a song mocking the entire idea of this. I want go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I was going to ask you, why do you think somebody latched onto you and tried to ruin your life? I honestly, I wish I could tell you, but the only way I can think of it is these people have to feel like they are correct. They cannot be wrong because they believe in this. It's fact. 
it's just like the people that believe the earth is flat. Okay, every documentary out there, well, you're exactly right. Every documentary out there about the flat earthers, they are out there doing their own experiments to prove that the earth is flat. And every experiment they do shows the earth is round. But they say everyone that something must be wrong with their experiments. It's not that they can see that the earth is really round. They just won't believe it. And it, I think just because I was kind of poking at these guys about the whole chemtrail thing, they just, they, they didn't want to be trolling. The trolls failed in my part. And I just don't, I don't know. I really don't know. Um, well, you know, they probably see somebody with a lot of foul, 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 I can't speak today. I'm so sorry. Followers. And they think, oh, you know, we know where this person works or we're going to guess where they're, because, you know, they're always trying to guess where we work. Um, and we're going to try to fuck with that person. And it pisses me yeah. off that they did. But I also yeah. want to say what's so weird about this whole thing is these, these chemtrail people don't realize that if flight attendants and pilots knew this to be true, that we were poisoning the skies, we would be the first fucking people to call out the airline industry because we call them out when we're delayed for 20 minutes. So what exactly. does, what do that, why would they think that we would keep, we can't keep shit a secret? Yeah, we can't keep secrets. <laughs> we we're can't. useless for that. And why would we be poisoning our own families right. with spray in the air? It's absolutely ridiculous. You know, I think people like the flat earthers, which, you know, that real, you know, I even say the word flat earther and I'm staring at my globe on my desk right now and my heart starts palpitating yeah. because it's so absurd. I won't even talk to somebody. Like if somebody comes up to me and says, I think the earth is flat, I'm going to walk away from you. I'm not even going to attempt to try and mm -hmm. change your mind. If you think that airplanes yeah. are po uh, pilots are poisoning the skies, I'm not even going to talk to you because I try not no. to talk to crazy people. And honestly, that's probably what I should have done. I should have kept my mouth shut. And that's where I got burned because I wanted to be a smart aspect of these guys. And yeah, it failed. <laughs> What do you mean? Obviously. What do you mean? Um, keep your mouth shut. What do you mean by that? Do you mean not write the joke at all, or follow back up when they started trolling you? I honestly, I think I shouldn't have provoked them. Looking back on it, because I saw after the fact how much it affected my family and almost cost me my job. Because you know, it's it's it's. It's crazy out there. <laughs> yeah, it is crazy out there. And just think about this. This is how crazy this is. Chemtrails are not real. The the airline is not trying to put airlines are not trying to poison people because we would be poisoned too. You know. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, we're here. We're humans. We're on the planet. But all of this was because of a joke you wrote. Yeah. Complete joke. joke. Nothing serious. Nobody with yeah. any rational thinking believes that nonsense, right? So, you know, I Correct. would read, if you wrote that, I would read that joke and be like, oh my God, that's hilarious. But people who believe it are offended, but it's not true that, so, Correct. so they reach yeah. a particular, you're, go ahead. You're with the other 99.99999% of the world out there that see that 
it's funny. It's a joke. It's satire. And then that little, little, little percentage takes it overboard and just wants to come at you so hard because they cannot take a joke and they're too swept up in the craziness that they are hearing out there. I mean, you just look at the coronavirus. People are saying that 5G towers are spreading corona. I mean, come on. That who? That I'm sorry, that broke up. <laughs> the five G towers, cell oh, towers, yes. are spreading coronavirus. I mean, come on, that's it's nuts. Yeah, well, I wonder. You know, my husband and I have talked about this. People that believe these absurdities and they try to prove them correct because the idea of being wrong just they just can't accept it. They think there's a bigger conspiracy like everything's a conspiracy they can't just accept what's in front of them so oh the earth is round no the thing about (laughs) i should be drink from this moment on whenever i talk about flat earthers or chemtrail people i need to be at least three drinks in but yeah you know with the flat earthers they think all the other planets are round but the earth is a like a cardboard box laying on the floor i don't get it it's just this magical flat surface floating around in space while everything else is orbiting us it's it's great it's a shame that in 2020 2020 Mm -hmm. where there's there's like knowledge everywhere you can fucking we are we should be smarter today than we were in 2000 okay there is so much information out there um but here we are thinking like it's fucking 1320 trying to debate that the earth is round it's so crazy it's nuts absolutely nuts so these 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 online people these chemtrail believers they apparently reached did they actually reach out to your airline and then your airline contacted you Yes, that's exactly what happened. They they made a video, reached out to the company and said this video was there. They said that they were a customer. And that brought the company they had the company had to act on it. I mean, I, I understand that. That's I would do the same thing if I was a company. You have to you have to look at things and as a you know, in a company mindset, it's a negative any negative publicity they're going to look down on or try to rectify. And, you know, we, we talked about it after the fact and luckily I was able to keep my job over this, but it's, I learned that I just got to keep my mouth shut and keep my company out of everything that I'm doing. And that's why I closed the account and why I now do not post anything company related anymore. Which I, I, you know, I think that's so smart. When I see flight attendants and pilots and gate agents, when I see them posting all over social media in their uniforms and they're complaining about their company and they don't hide where they work, I I shake my head and I say, if I, you know, when I leave this job, if the one advice that I can give everybody is don't let everyone know what airline you work for. Point blank, period, exclamation mark. I know you think you look cute in your uniform and you love the airline you work for, but it, you know, all you have to do is bitch and complain about crew scheduling one too many fucking times and they can, they're going to come for you. That's just the way it is. You can, 
you can be the best employee in the world, have a perfect record, perfect attendance, everything, but you make that one negative comment that is seen in the public eye, they don't care. And it's a, their business. They can have, they have every right to let you go. Right. Because of something you post on social media. People say, you know, oh, you, I deleted that post. It's never going to be seen again. Bullshit. That's out there. Somebody screenshotted it. You have no idea who's got what or who got offended by some little bitty post you put or some uh, comment you made on a news article. If oh, they yeah. don't like that, they'll screenshot that. They'll look at your profile. Find out where you work because you have your picture of you in uniform as your profile picture. And say, <laughs> oh, right. here you go, XYZ airline. Your, your employee is saying this. I don't like that. You should deal with them. And they will. And that's the world we live in, unfortunately. And, you know, I can understand, you know, I understand airline brands and I understand it's a business and I understand negative publicity is, I know, unless it's all, uh, they're shooting rainbows and, you know, unicorns out of the engines of the airplane. They don't want any bad publicity. But in my mind, if, say I, owned a business, say I was the CEO mm-hmm. of an airline and some crackpot sent me some crazy thing about, we know you're spreading chemtrails. I would be like, you're a crazy, have a nice day. So I was disappointed yeah. in the airline for not saying, you know what? That's fucking ridiculous. That's bullshit. We're not even going to give you one moment of our time because once you start, once you give them that platform, now these people are like, see, it's true. They're afraid that we're going to out them. And that is a mistake. They should have been like, yeah, we're not poisoning the skies. Fly another airline if you, if you're that ignorant. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I agree. I agree. I mean, it could have gone a lot different many other ways but in the grand scheme of things i'm just happy that this is the way it turned out over what could have been and yeah uh, yeah well that's good and um and it seems like your life has relaxed a little because you don't have that extra pressure of oh i've got a post i have to do this it's it's like okay now i can just do something that i really enjoy on the side I can, I can do what I like on the side. I can go to work and not worry about, Oh, do I need to add something to Instagram today because I went to work. Right. I saw something cool, which yeah, is very cool. And I enjoyed doing it, but I don't have to keep checking and comments and replying and doing everything that goes along with having a large account with 50,000 followers. It, I don't have that anymore. And it's, it, it's a relief. And it must be, it must really have hurt your feelings when here you are, you know, you're giving advice to young kids. You know, you actually had a really good platform for talking about being an airline pilot. And, you know, I know people would respond to you and ask you questions and stuff like that. So to have all that end without you being in control of it and because of some insane people, a very small percent, Mm -hmm. a very tiny percent of insane people having that much power. That is very disturbing. It is. It's sad that this is the world that we actually, you know, this is the social media age and unfortunately it will backfire on you and people are out there to bring down a lot of us and it sucks. Oh yeah. But 
you, you know, you, we've all seen it in different forms out there. There's always someone who's going to be offended and it's not what they believe in. So they have to cause a scene where you, everyone's entitled to their own opinions. If you want to say there is flat, fine, the earth's flat, it, but don't talk to me about it. I, I don't believe it. Most of us don't believe it, but if you're a believer, so be it. I, I'm not going to try and change your opinion because I don't care. Right. And honestly, you shouldn't care either. Not you personally, but them, uh, what my posts. Yeah. No, I read a book. I read this great book. I, it's called, um, why we're polarized by Ezra Klein. And it's about why people believe one thing, they believe something else, or, you know, I'm, I'm a Trump supporter. I'm a Biden supporter. It's teams. It's all that stuff. And the author talked about people who are flat earthers or people that believe really like things, they believe things that have been proven wrong, right? We know the yeah. earth is round. Yeah end of like that is the end of the sentence right um and when we allow them to lie to us about it we're allowing them to lie and that's why i won't discuss any like i talked with my husband i was like i should have a flat earther on the podcast but can you imagine i'd have to have 911 on speed dial because i'd have a heart attack uh, right? you you wouldn't even get a word in okay. because every time you try to say something it it would just it would be it would be insane. I can't imagine having that conversation. It would actually be really interesting to see try and do that. To be honest with you. Well, it would uh, maybe when I'm like at episode 100 and I have this down pack and I feel yeah. very confident. But right now, I would just start screaming and hollering because in this mm -hmm. book, the author reminds you like these people are lying. It's it's. Say, take, take the belief of Jesus Christ for a moment. You know, people believe in, I don't believe in Jesus, but people believe right. that Jesus Christ is in the clouds watching and making sure you're not masturbating too much. Well, we know that's not yeah. true because he would have came down a long fucking time ago because <laughs> I've been masturbating since I knew what was going on. So we'd all be on fire, right? We'd now. all be, we'd all be blind. I think that's what my grandmother would say. You're right. going to go blind. Right, I'd right, be like, right. well, give me some glasses. But, um, <laughs> but when, but so, so going back to Jesus Christ, like, honestly, though, we don't know, like we've never seen him. He hasn't come when we've been around. So may, there could be like a really tiny, 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 tiny percentage that maybe he is there. Maybe he is real. But we know for a fucking mm -hmm. fact that the earth is round. Yeah, so, I'll go with that. Right. So when you come to me and say, I believe in Jesus Christ, I'm going to give you a little pass because, hey, you know what? I don't believe him, but you could, he could easily be up there just like you think. So, okay. But yeah. when you come to me and say the earth is not round, I, I can't even acknowledge you because you're lying to me. Yeah. You're lying to yourself. You're lying to me. You're lying to everyone else. Right. And it, it, go ahead. I'm sorry. The facts are there in front of you. It's there. I, I just don't get why people have to argue all the fucking time. Over well, yeah, I think that some of them, because you know what? I go online sometimes and I read a few comments. I can only handle a couple, right? Because then I get crazy mm -hmm. upset. Um, but sometimes it's like this person can't, this person is just trying to be that dude on social media that just starts a fire and watches it burn. Yes. And there's plenty of those out there. They, they just 
antagonizing the masses and just want to see things get crazy. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Yeah. So they might not even believe it. They may be like, oh, look, I'm going to start. A, I'm going to say that, oh, the water doesn't flow off the earth because of the way the sun rotates around the moon. And then Mars comes in because he's our cousin. I don't fucking know. And then I'm right. like, this person doesn't even, but be- I don't believe this person believes this. No, there's no way. So there's no way that you can all, that they can all truly believe everything that they're spitting out of their mouth. And, um, I know like, I'm already thinking, oh, wow, um, this conversation, like, when are they going to come after me? <laughs> the other day, last exactly. week I was talking about the Scientologists with pilot Paul, I'm waiting for them to park yeah. across the street. So <laughs> <laughs> like, I'll deal with you Scientologists when you knock on my door. Yeah. You're going to have John Travolta and Tom Cruise hanging out in your living room before you know it. Oh, well. You know, I'm not a big fan of Tom Cruise. I try not to watch his movies. Really? You yeah. don't watch any of them, huh? Um, I used to. I don't think I've watched a Tom Cruise movie in a long time. And when he comes on my TV, he's never done anything personally to me. But when he comes on, the, mm-hmm. like, I don't know him. But when he comes on the TV, I get that. I make that face like when you're being served something to eat that you know you're not going to like. Yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah. God. yeah. I don't know. I just have, I don't feel like that about John Travolta. Um, but for some reason, like I just watched Austin Powers in Gold Member the other day, and I totally forgot mm-hmm. Tom Cruise is in the beginning of it. So I lied to you. I, I have, don't he is? Yeah, he actually plays Austin. At the beginning of the movie, they're showing that they made an Austin Powers movie, and he plays Austin Powers. That's right. And, he plays Austin Powers. Gwyneth Paltrow right. plays his girlfriend, and Kevin Spacey mm-hmm. will never work again. He was in that movie. <laughs> so. That is right. Yeah, but, I know, remember that. But these people, like these these whoever like attacked you on social media and contacted your job. And these are like terrorists to me. These are, this isn't just that person who's like, I'm going to, I'm going to start a fight with so-and-so on social media. These that's some crazy ass shit. Yeah. You can argue with someone all day long and that's great. You I mean, you have every right to argue with someone, but when you just say, Nope, I don't like what you're saying. I'm going to destroy you over social media. That's just, that's, that's just too far out there. You're right. It's, it's social media terrorism. That's if that term is not in, 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 uh, God, I can't talk today. If that term isn't something that's real, then you need to trademark it. Social media terrorism, because that's what it is. Like that's, it's completely different to say, oh, I don't like your joke about chemtrails. And I really believe this than to say, we're going to create a video and send it to the employer. That's Mm -hmm. that, that gives me a headache. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it's wild. It's absolutely wild. And, and, you know, like I said, I'm glad it's over. It's been two years now. Uh, it, it was interesting times. I mean, it was a good solid month or two where I was sweating it. I really was. And luckily, you know, we got things worked out, but it was stressful around here. That's for sure. If you, and I'm really sorry that happened to you because you are a great guy and that's just it's, it's just so disappointing, uh, but yeah, I appreciate that. 
what would you do if you could go back? What would you do differently? Would you not post that joke? I would have never posted those jokes over that three day period. I posted, there were three or four pictures I posted with some, you know, sarcasm in the comments. And that was it. That's all it took. And looking back, I would, wouldn't have said the thing. I mean, yes, it's, you know, we've talked about the burden of social media. Once you get, large and feel like it, it almost takes over part of your life. But I, I would have rather just closed my account on my own, you know, on my own and not because of outside factors. So I, I, I wouldn't have posted. I wouldn't have done it. You know, I try, uh, I, I try not to apologize for things that I say or jokes that I write. You know, I just posted mm -hmm. I just posted a meme the other day with Ray Skywalker or the actress, of course, pointing. And it says, guess who's online social guess who's on social media complaining about the airline and they're about to be furloughed, but they'll be crying when they're furloughed. And I almost didn't post it. Because yeah, I did see I did see that one. Yeah, I almost it, it, it made me chuckle inside, but I was also like, oof. Yeah. Start stabbing. Um well I almost didn't post it. I reached out to my friend David and I was like, like I wrote that joke like a week and a half ago. And I was like, what do you think that is? He loved it. You know, he was like, that's amazing. I said, he goes, but do, do you want to post it? Cause you're probably going to upset some people. And I was like, you know what? Right. I'm not going to post it. And then I said, fuck it. I'm going to post it. You know, who, who are these yep. people to tell me I can't say what I want to say? Um, and I go by the Joan Rivers school of comedy is, don't apologize because once you apologize, like take Kathy Griffin, for instance, when she did that thing with that um, Trump head, head, the worst thing yep. she did was come out with that apology video because mm -hmm. that, like if she would have just said, oh, it's art, whatever, he grabs him by the pussy, I make pictures, whatever, it would have, it would have mellowed out. But the fact that she came out and made that big apology and she was crying she made it worse for herself she made yep. it worse because then all the the angry people about that they had something they could latch on to she she admitted it was wrong instead of just saying oh you know what i i did something stupid let's move on or i said something stupid let's move on and i think that's where jokes and the fact that people are always looking to be offended is becoming dangerous for comedians or for anybody on social media. Oh, I would hate to be a comedian nowadays. I mean, you can't, they're worried about stuff they posted or said 20 years ago in the late nineties where, you know, people weren't so touchy on subjects. So what they were saying back then yeah, is it wrong? Yeah, it's wrong. But at the time, people weren't offended by it. And then, you know, people are digging into videos and old archives about somebody and they find one joke they said 25 years ago and it brings their whole career down. That's insane. It, Yeah, it's crazy. You know, I had this conversation with Matt uh, like a month or two ago because I was digging deep into my first book, Fasten Your Seatbelts, and mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't know why I wrote half that shit, but I wrote a joke in there that the plane was shaking so much I thought Michael J. Fox was flying it. And, yes. <laughs> and I, I looked over at Matt and I was like, 
You read this before it was published. How did you allow me to put this joke in? This is going to ruin my life one day. And he's like, he's like, like, I told you not to say half the things in that book. I said, well, it would have been a two page book. But, yeah, yeah uh, that book was good. It, it needed those jokes. I it, loved it. It did. Now, here's the thing. What I write, you know, I wrote that book between, it came out in 2016. I was writing it between 2013 and 2016. Um, what, seven, mm-hmm. six, seven years ago. I was 40. You know, it was the first book I ever wrote. I didn't know if I would ever write another one. So I threw in every idea and every joke I ever thought of into this book. Would I write that joke today in 2020? Probably not. I probably wouldn't. I would say, don't say that, Joe. That's terrible. <laughs> But I don't, I do not apologize for writing the joke because I thought it was hilarious at the time. No, no. I think I've said that. I've said it in the galley when it's really turbulent. I'm like, who's up there? Michael J. Fox. And then all the crew are laughing hysterically. So I'm like, oh God, I'm going to hell. Yeah, we all are. Don't worry. I'll be there with you. Oh, that is going to be fun. And your wife will be there too. And then we could just run around naked in the backyard. (laughs) Definitely. You know, you you were able to rebrand yourself. So Limey Flyer ends, you put that to bed, you're done with it. You say, all right, what's next? How do you come, how do you rebrand yourself and create a new social media persona so I, I, towards the end of that account i found myself my new hobby my new interest at that time was grilling and you know i always knew okay i can throw a burger on the grill and turn it on and cook it and it's done but i didn't know the all the behind the scenes and the true art in a way of cooking and i i really did find that interest so when i shut down that account i still had that interest i still wanted to get involved with cooking more and grilling more and i started i opened up another account and started doing some research and seeing who was out there and immediately the grilling community the cooking community is huge there's world-class chefs on instagram who are willing to talk to any single any person and give them hints and tips and they don't ignore your questions they're not too good for you because they're on social media and have a giant following it's a very different group and I really found an interest in doing this. This occupied my time. I wanted to perfect different ways of cooking, different meats and whatever on the grill. And it was always something I was interested in, but it really got going. And now I could take my focus off the aviation side of things. I could really put everything into this. And that's what I did. I started this new account. I started reaching out. I reached out to companies, followed companies, looked at recipes, looked at grilling techniques, asked questions, and slowly but surely my account's getting bigger. I'm not looking to be this 
50,000 follower account anymore. I'm just looking to make good meals for my friends and neighbors and family. And if I do that by social media, so be it. It's a positive community. There's no negativity. There's nobody coming at you when you post something and saying, that's awful. Why are you doing this? Why are you cooking meat? I'm a vegetarian. <laughs> meat is how murder. Did, how did you know this is where I was going? But continue. No, no. Oh, here we go. <laughs> I'm not being trolled on this type of account. And if I was, I'd probably not care as much, to be honest with you, because it's a account with me cooking steaks and ribs and pulled pork and the occasional vegetable. I, I, I love that you said the occasional vegetable because as you were talking about all the meats, I'm like, oh my God, I worry about its cholesterol level. But um, this is, so now you're a part of this different community. Do you find it refreshing to not have your entire life, social media and work related around the airline industry? Yes, very much so. I, it, it's just completely separate. I have work and I have my hobby. This is my hobby. And I like to document that now. It's like if I was into, let's say, radio control cars, I'd probably have a radio control car account. I don't, but if you do, that's awesome. If you have an interest, post it. Show a love for it. Show a passion for it. There are some amazing accounts out there to do with everything as you know and there's always going to be communities that have those common interests and if you can learn from it that's great and when it came to the aviation stuff it was very good for social network for no networking and getting to know people and education and that wasn't a hobby that was work that was life and that was just taking up all my time. This is just, when I decide to cook something, maybe I'll post something. I don't post everything I cook. Uh, it may look like it because every day there's something else grilling, but it doesn't, I, I, my day isn't thinking, oh, I need to post something on Instagram today anymore. Whereas before it really was, social media took over my life. And, uh, you know, it's kind of refreshing to say that because I don't ever really looked back on it and said that. But now I can really see it did. And it does. You know, people take social media really fucking seriously. Like they count, oh, sure. they count down exactly. I have to post one thing every hour and I have to post it at this time. And I, there's like a whole mathematical equation about I want to get the most likes. And, you know, if it wasn't for podcasting and writing books, I would not be on any, I'm not, I wouldn't be on no social media. I really don't like right. social media. I, I'm not on Twitter anymore because it's the devil. Um, I had to break away from Twitter. It, it was just too much. But yeah. I love the idea of being able to have social media in a healthy way. And I think, you know, I, I could probably have more um, followers on Instagram. But I, mm -hmm. I have to live my life. So I, exactly. I post about my podcast and I post about flight attendant Joe stuff, but I'm not on there every five minutes. 
And um, I see other flight attendant pages, pilot pages, things like that, where they have 20 and 30,000 followers. And I'm like, what's, I wonder what they're doing that I'm not doing. Are they on social media 23 hours of the day? Cause I refuse to do that. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the way I was to be perfectly honest with you. I mean, I was on my phone too much. I was on social media too much. And I was taken away from, you know, my, I had my family and my kids around me. And I noticed that I'm sitting here on my phone while my kids are growing up. And that is ridiculous. Right. Like, put the thing away. Spend time with your family. Kids go to bed, hop on social media. If you want to take pictures during the day, cool. You don't need to be posting and look at comments and doing everything throughout the day while you're with your family. That's how I saw it. If you choose to do it, so be it. But my mindset has changed over the last two years for the better in my life. And, and you know, I was going to ask you earlier, from all that that happened in 2018, what was the life mm -hmm. lesson that you learned? And I think you just said it. It was, I don't need all that. I don't. Uh, that really is it. It's this, I found out what my priorities really were. And it took... It's crazy. I, even saying this, it took getting rid of a large social media account to realize what some of my priorities are like. And that's almost embarrassing because we're full-grown adults. <laughs> it's, but it's very, and saying that out loud, it really is embarrassing. Well, and like, it, I mean, this is, is really the first time I've been saying it in that time. So, yeah. Thanks, Joe. You're my psychic. My uh, shrink right now. Well, you know, that's the whole plan of this <laughs> to, to get everybody to confess and, and get off the show and be like, wow, I learned something. Cause I always learn something from every conversation. I do not walk away from a conversation where I'm like, wow, I never thought of it that way. But, um, it sounds mm -hmm. like even though that was a hard, you know, it's so much easier to look back on a situation. Like when you're living through it, you're like, this is the worst fucking thing that's happened to me. And then you're able to look back a couple of years later and say, you know what? Yeah, that was difficult. And I could have lost my job over some crazy people, but I'm glad it happened kind of because now look, I'm free from that. Definitely. Definitely. It's very, it's, the relief is huge at this point. Yeah. You know, I wish so many other people, cause I know people who will check Instagram, like, I don't know, every 10 seconds to see how many likes they get. I've been guilty of that. Mm -hmm. I have been guilty of that. Like, and especially when I without put, hands down. Yeah. Hands down, yeah. I, I'm not here to, uh, yeah, I do. I'm very guilty of that. I especially do it when I write a meme because I want to say, Oh, is this the meme that's going to get me in trouble? Um, yeah, but I also try to control it. So, cause you know, I think most humans now at this point, if they have a cell phone, they are addicted to it. Can we say that? Like, like people are oh, yeah. addicted to their cell phones. Yeah. Like they're addicted to heroin. I think if I remember correctly, I've read an article somewhere and I can't quote it, but I think you get the same type of excitement in your brain from doing heroin and from checking your phone. That's fucking wild. Yeah. It kicks up your endorphins while you're checking just for the, to see the, the likes. Yeah. That's, you're exactly right. I've read the same thing. And 
it's wild. It is. And it's really, really wild. It's an addiction. It's a self addiction. And then, right, it is an addiction. And then you f- you get to that point where you have this anticipation of how many likes that, oh, this photo should get 200 likes. And then when it's only got mm-hmm. 190, now you're upset. Yeah. Yeah. So, and that's the way it was. I mean, I post a video or a picture and like, I only got, you know, however many likes. This is crazy. But what's wrong with this picture and what can I change? And then I try and make it better. And it's like, it's a chore. It's an ordeal. I have to get more likes. I have to get more likes. And that, that's the way it was. Well, I love that you're so honest about this because, you know, you and I are having this conversation, but I, there's so many people who are listening or so many people who are actually this, that is their life, whether they want to believe it or not. Like if you're posting mm-hmm. photos of you half naked on the beach, you probably need a hug. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely need a hug for you, sure. You definitely like, I, I feel bad for you. Like I want to come hug you because obviously you're very, you need some love. Yeah, but, um, a little bit more attention there or something. I don't know. Well, that's true. But because I'm a homosexual, I want to talk a little bit about meat. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Which I know now you love meat as much as I do, but it's a little different. Uh, I, love, I love slapping meat around <laughs> oh, all the time. God. Though. See, it's about time you got dirty. So let me ask you this. You know, yes. I, you know, I'm a vegetarian. I'm actually like, yeah. at this point now, I'm like 90% plant-based. I don't even eat eggs okay. really anymore. Um, okay. I can't, you know, I refuse to give up my coffee creamer. There's, you know, I'm a human being. There's some things I need. Um, I still love real Parmesan cheese. No, let, okay. me, let me go back. I love that shit that smells like your shoes in the can. Oh yeah. The, the, the craft shape. Yes. Yeah. I'm, yeah. Oh, yeah. I will. Sp- Matt will make this amazing, like vegan sausage penne pasta. And it's just, and then I just pour a pound of that on and he just stares at me. He's like, that's, that stuff's gross. Even though it's, and it's cheese. I'm like, I don't know. I, I, I love it. And I, I know where it comes from. When I was a little kid, my dad was a horrible human and he was an alcoholic and he would not buy food. He would go on these um, binges where he would just stop buying food. He would say, fuck you. you got, I was 13. Fuck you. Get your own food. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's insane. Don't do that to your kids. I know you won't, but I'll try not to. I can remember my mom. I would be like, what's for dinner. My mom would be like, figure it out. So I would take like elbow macaroni butter. And then I would pour like a half a cup of that Parmesan cheese in it. And I would eat that for dinner many, many, many nights. That was my college diet right there. And hands down. And we used to do the exact same thing, buttered noodles and cheese. I mean, it's outstanding. Yeah. But you know, I had to eat that because I was 13 and there was no, no one was buying any like protein in the house or food or, you know, stuff like that. But I want to know, I come to your house, you're like, limey grills taking over. What are you going to cook me? What are you going to cook me? So to appease your vegan appetite, I would think I would have to do a, um, probably grilled portobello, use Mm. that for something, flavor it up, season up some portobello, either do it on the cast iron or do it as a burger. I'm not really sure. And then we'd have to figure out some different toppings for you because you're not 
super into the dairy, so well, what can, not really what, sure on that. What do you mean, like cheese? Because I I'll eat cheese. I mean, will you eat all the cheese? All right. Well, yeah, we'll I, I, I grow portobello with some different cheeses then, and then sides. I mean, I, I love vegetables too. I just don't close them because they don't look quite as pretty in the pictures oh. as some of the meat. But I do some zoodles or you know whatever. Do some zucchini noodles and. Yeah. I wonder. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I I mean, kebabs. Do do you like tofu? Oh, I love tofu. Yeah, that's why my boobs are getting bigger. I can always do grilled tofu. I can make tofu kebabs. I I got you covered, Joe. You come here, I I got you covered with whatever you want. I'm excited. And then I could stand there and judge you while you're cooking meat. (laughs) But you just come, you just said something about you don't post lots of photos of the vegetables. I wonder if that's because, you know, grilling and correct me if I'm wrong. Cause you know, a lot of the times I just mm-hmm. say crazy shit, not flat earth, but other crazy things. Um, grilling is kind of a macho thing. It's up there with wrestling and football and drinking beer. And uh, isn't that funny? That's what a gay person thinks butch things are. But um, do you think like, yeah, I'm a griller. I'm not going to, nobody wants to see zucchini. They want to see like a big slab of meat. Do you think that has anything to do with it? I think after seeing what the community as a, like a cooking community post, they're showing the perfect cook on different items. A vegetable, you can cook it. It looks fantastic on the outside, but when you take a piece of meat and you've got it perfectly cooked, you cut into it and you see how it's cooked. It's, it's just different than a vegetable. Mm. I, I love vegetables. I'll cook vegetables all day long, but there's something about the time and the effort you put into that meat, whether it's a 16 hour cook on a piece of brisket or a 14 hour cook on a piece of pork, you're taking time and effort and it's a day. It's a whole process. And to you really want to show what you did. Whereas I can throw some vegetables on the grill and they're done in 10 minutes or less. Um, so it's, it's more what I put into it. And I want to show that compared to the easier side of things. Do you get that? I, I do get that. It's, it's like art. Um, that's what I'm picking up when you say that, because there's the whole process of, you know, you're marinating it you're you're doing all kinds of things you're seasoning it and now you're cooking it it's like this it's like painting a photo or baking bread or something so yeah i totally get that um i yeah. understand that yeah um so is it a macho thing though i don't know if it really is because cooking in general is for the for everybody it's you know it doesn't matter if you're gay straight white black male female everyone loves to cook it just depends what do you love to cook some of the best accounts I follow, the most amazing accounts I follow are, you know, the female chefs. They're awesome and they help you out and they tell you what to do and they give you advice. And it's, it's not a macho thing. It's, it's just a, it's a passion thing. I No, I, I understand that because as a creative person, we all, you know, everyone's creative. Like you doing that is how you are tapping into your creativity. You know, you're, oh, I'm going to cook this type of meat. I'm going to cook this chicken, whatnot. You know, I haven't eaten meat. 
I've been a vegetarian now over two years. So I have okay. completely, I don't even crave it anymore. Like there's phases when you get off meat, it's almost like you are becoming, you're getting off alcohol. You know, you go through phases where if you smell chicken, your mouth waters more than it did when you ate chicken so yes. bizarre it's so yep. interesting like you sit there wow. like when you first start when you're first like i'm going to give up meat it's all you think about because we always want what we can't have right okay so you go through this you go through the phases of oh my god i really oh, i can't eat this shit tofu no i'm not eating that i want some chicken i want meat i used to love like love a hamburger that was my thing a hamburger and cow beef by the way um yep. Yeah. But you go through these phases and then you like, you'll go somewhere and you'll just smell like barbecue or grilling of a steak. Like if you're out on, like even now over two years later, if I'm on the back deck and somebody's barbecuing, I can, I smell it. And my instinct is that caveman. I just want to tear into it. Definitely. But definitely. But then, but then it's almost like meditating because you take it in and then you just say, oh yeah, I remember that. Mm -hmm, no, I don't need it. Let it go. But it's so, mm -hmm. it's so interesting. And I'm not going to lie. Sometimes when I, I don't judge you because you know, you're my friend, but when I see some of those posts, I'm like, I, and I think sometimes I'll comment like, oh, that poor cow. And you're like, I know you're just like, this bitch is just being Joe. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> but I'm not, you know, I try not to be one of those vegetarians. Like I'll go to a friend's house and if they're cooking meat, I'm not going to say, I, I don't care. Like, I don't care what other people do. This is something right. that I chose to do, uh, you know, because yep. I decided one day I'm not going to eat anything that had a mother. You know, that's okay. Dr. You know, that's Fred. That's Mr. Rogers thing. He was a vegetarian his whole yeah. life uh, or a long period of his life. And his family was not. And his there, he was very rich too. So, you know, he had a chef and she'd always cook something vegetarian. And he just said, I, I won't eat anything with a mother. So I don't eat flesh. I don't eat animal flesh, but I'll eat eggs, cheese when I need to. Um, but yeah, I'm just so, I, I wanted to ask you the euphoria it gives you to cook this meat. Cause I know it's gotta be that type of feeling. What I enjoy is providing for other people and their reactions. If they truly love the meal and I hear about it even a week or so later and they're still talking about it, that means I did something right. And I enjoy the social aspect of cooking. This brings people to us and around us. And I like to include my hobby with other people. And hopefully I don't do a shitty job because I have done that before, but majority of the time it turns out really well and successful. And I like to share that with other people. Like artists like to share their art with the masses. So be it. That's, that's how I feel. And that that's where I get happiness from it is seeing other people's reactions and them enjoying what I am doing. Yeah, no, I, I understand that completely. I'm always asked as a vegetarian, I'm always asked, Oh, what do you eat? Like I've been yeah, asked that sure. on the airplane so many times. And then I'm like grass, I know fertilizer. Like, what do you want me to say? Like now, you know, there's in the news right now, there's an issue. There could be a meat shortage. Have you heard about that? There is. Yeah. There's I a meat have. Shortage. Yeah, definitely. 
So I'm going to ask you what I'm always asked is if we run out of meat, what are you going to cook on the grill? I'm going vegetarian. I'll be totally fine with doing the vegetarian side of things. I'll, you know, more fish. If the fish is, I mean, fish is still available. If beef is down, so be it. I'll cook chicken. I'll cook fish, cook lots more vegetables. And uh, I'll probably go on a more of a pasta diet too and get super fat. Oh, yes. That's well, that's what I'm on right now. Now, do you I love pasta. do you do you buy like grass fed meat? Um, do you worry about antibiotics that's pumped into I, the animals? I try and try to buy local um, meat for the most part. Otherwise, I'm you know I do go to Costco and purchase meat as well. But I don't really look too much into that. But I can tell you what the local farm raised beef is way better when you can find it. It's just tastier. Well, that makes sense because you know, the antibiotic, you know, Oh God, you know, get, you get into what they do to these farm fed animals and you know, these pigs, oh, yeah. they live in like a cage where they can't move, you know, chickens, are grown so fat that they can't even walk. And that's, and that's really the reason that I stopped eating meat because I thought, you know, if it was 1930 and you ate chicken once every two weeks where they didn't have them. So where it was a a normal fucking chicken, I would be fine. But today I'm so anti factory farming that I've just, I've said they're the devil and I can't, I just can't be a part of it. Um, that's why I'm really, I'm sorry. I cut you off. Go ahead. Oh no, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, there is something to be said about that because like, like you're saying that they are pumping so many antibodies and what vitamins or whatever else into these animals. You look at a chicken now compared to a chicken a hundred years ago, it's twice the size. A chicken shouldn't be that big. And right. they're just looking for weight and sell by the weight of the chicken to make more money. If we can make a chicken bigger, you have to pay more money. Right. Well, you know, in I guess, I, was it the 40s or the 50s? You know, back, like I said, back in the day, having meat was pretty special. Like, oh, you brought home some chicken? Holy shit, we're eating good today. And then it just got yeah. to that point where it's like, we're going to put a chicken on every house's plate every night of the week and it just turned into this billion dollar factory farming nonsense and like yeah if it was a hundred years ago i'd be eating chicken all the time because it would just be a normal chicken that was in the backyard yeah definitely um and i get so and i don't i'm not going to get on my soapbox but i i do get very angry with like i said factory farming because they've really detached people's ideas of what happens to these animals from the mm-hmm. moment that it's a pig until it's a piece of ham that you're picking up in the grocery store. And I don't think people right. can put those two to two together. They think, Oh, it's a piece of meat. Um, Most then- people don't want to think about it. They just want to think it as it's something I'm picking up from the grocery store to eat. I don't care where it came from. As long as I can feed my family, they don't want to know the facts behind that piece of bacon or that piece of pork or beef or whatever. And you're right. I mean, there, there's certain ways that these animals are raised, which is 
it isn't right. And, you know, that's why I do like, if I can get the local farmers where they're not mass producing Mm -hmm. thousands upon thousands of chickens in a little shed, you know, like some of the, some of the brands out there. I mean, I avoid so many brands of meat because I know it's mass produced. It's junk. It's got all the crap in it and I won't buy it. So, well, that's, I I respect that. And I, and I thank you for that because when I think of, you know, I, I take a, I take a place like I used to love chicken wings. I love chicken wings. I don't eat them anymore, but I, there was nothing better than drinking beer and eating chicken wings. If you ask my husband, like a year ago, or he's been a, he's been a plant-based has a plant-based diet longer than I have, but he, um, he, would always say, God, I miss chicken wings, the flavor of chicken wings. But now when I think of chicken wings, I think of you just chopped off the legs of all those fat chickens that couldn't run from you. (laughs) (laughs) And it's whatever. No, not those are chicken legs, chicken wings, but, um, I knew where you were going with that. I I, I do appreciate it. And you know, I, like I said, I didn't want to come on. I didn't want to get you on here and like attack you for eating me because I don't care what you cook, but I do like to have the conversation, you know, here you are grilling me. I'm a vegetarian and I want to experience what your thought process is. So thank you very much. Going back to our original conversation, you're not coming on my account and trolling me because you're my cooking meat isn't what you believe in right now. You're not coming on my things and meat is murder. You shouldn't do this. You know, it's what we were talking about earlier. People have their beliefs. Let them have their beliefs. You don't need to chime in every two seconds and spout your beliefs on them. Right. Well, yeah, I'm not a member of PETA for God's sake. I mean, if you were, so be it. Who cares? Well, God, no. Um, you know, I don't like, I don't like, ex- I don't like extremes. I don't like the extreme right. left. I don't like the extreme right. You know, I personally think the extreme left are just as fucking crazy as the extreme right, just in different levels. No doubt about it. You know, no doubt about it. You know, the great, yep. the, the high end insane conservatives are in my mind, no different than the crazy high insane liberals. That's why it's like, yeah, I like to be in the middle. I like to say, yes, I believe yeah. you have the right to own guns, but I don't know it. I don't believe if you are mentally ill and just got out of a fucking psych hospital, you should be able to walk into Walmart and buy a gun. I mean, and buy a gun. Exactly. That just makes yep. sense. That just makes sense to me. So, Yep. Oh my God. Oh, hold on. You got a phone call? I'm in the background. I love, I love the, um, the real, the, the truth of a podcast. See, ladies and gentlemen, you're getting what really happens. I know. I have a real house phone too. How I, many people still have a landline? What? Now, okay. I didn't even know we were going to go this way, but why do you have a landline? Honestly, the only reason I have a landline was to contact my family in England. And mostly to contact my grandmother saying, now they've both passed in the last year. My landline's probably going to be gone sooner than later. Okay. That is the only reason I saw the landline. I have a, that I, and my dial 
You have a dial-up modem? What is it, 1997? No, I, no, I really don't. I have my AOL. <laughs> I have a funny landline story. So uh, about a month ago, I my Citibank card, we were trying to put it on the Google Pay on our phone. You know, it's like Apple Pay, mm -hmm. whatever. And we called them yeah, and we're way like, better. Well, yeah, yeah, right. And um, we called them. I haven't had an Apple, an iPhone for years, but I called Citibank and Thanks. I had to fight with them, fight with them. And they're like, you know, they're in the Philippines or wherever the fuck they are. And <laughs> I'm getting so angry with this person because they're like, we have to confirm you. Can we call you on your home phone? And I said, I have a cell phone and my husband has a cell phone. You can call e either one of those. We're sitting together. And they're like, can we call you on your home phone, your landline? I said, I don't know where you are, but this is the, un oh my God, this sounds terrible. I said, I don't know where you are, but this is the United States and hardly anybody has landlines. And she said, no, no, you do. And I said, no, I'm telling you, I bet you one person on my entire block has a landline. Yeah, that would be me. I don't even think my in-laws have a landline and they're older. Yeah. <laughs> so I love the surprise of your phone ringing. And I'm like, how many cell phones? No, that's the landline. I'm like, oh my God, he's- That okay. would be the landline. Well, yeah. I do want to yeah. ask you one thing um, before okay. I let you go and get back to your family and- you know, everyone is so focused on the negative right now. 2020, people are like, fuck 2020. This year is a piece right. of shit. But okay. I want you to tell me one good thing about 2020. One good thing about 2020 is I have been able to spend more time with my family than I ever have in the past. Listen, And this. it's awesome. That is awesome. Awesome. I'm going to, that's going to be my question that I ask people from now on, or at least that's a great question. Yeah, be, I like it because I've been reading so many, everyone's just like, this is the worst year ever. And this is, it's just, and I'm like, well, there's gotta be something good happening in your life. I mean, even if you've just yeah. watched 20 shows on Netflix that you wouldn't have watched before that, Hey, that's a positive, <laughs> right? Definitely. I mean, Definitely. I'm, a, I'm no, almost that's a great, that's a great question. I do like that. Jim. Oh, wow. That's a, that's a lot. That's what, well, that's, that's uh, yes. Uh, you definitely are blind. Then. Yes. Listen, I'm now on the, I'm not, I can't even say it. I'm now on the Pornhub section of pilots who want you to sleep with them, but they're going to act like they don't want you to, which is basically 90% oh of pilots. <laughs> All right, listen, before I let you go, yeah. I want you to play, let's get grounded where you pick an airline okay. and I ask you the question. So Ooh, I know okay. American Airlines, JetBlue, Delta, Spirit, Frontier, or United Airlines? Spirit. Okay. This is a question. I shouldn't have said spirit because this is a question that's not really an airline employee question, but I'm going to ask it to you anyway. Do okay. you do you check a bag or just have a carry on that fits in the overhead bin? So think about if you and your family are going on vacation and you're not working. Checking a bag for sure. Really, you check a bag? Yeah, if I'm with the whole family. I'm checking a bag. It's too judge. much stuff. I love that I'm judging. Yeah, you. I know you judge. <laughs> I just said the other day I was going to stop judging. And now I'm like, you check a bag. You <laughs> ask. You're such an <laughs> asshole. No, just kidding. Um, I, I would check a bag. That makes sense though. Cause you have two children and 
Yes. I would like to let everyone know who's listening before I let you go that you and your wife have ruined any chance of me ever wanting children because in my mind, you have the perfect kids and I could never have that. So why bother? That is literally how I think. I I appreciate that. And my youngest son did say to say thank you for the teddy bear from when he was born. And how how old is he now? He's five. Wow. Do you remember what the teddy bear's name is? Archer Joseph. Yes. Oh, I have to give you a clap on that one. Archer Joseph, that's what I wanted you to name him. And you're like, we're not doing that. I said, well, then I'm just going to. No, we're not naming the child. I'm I'm mailing him a teddy bear with the name that I would like. Yeah, because we were really into Archer and my name is Joseph. Because, you know, I I have such a huge ego. I have to insert myself into every everybody's situation in life. Oh, it's outstanding. Well, I know he, I know he appreciates it. And, you know, five years sleeping with the same teddy bear. It's pretty good, pretty good run. That is so crazy. And I've never even met him. So, but I just thought I'm going to send this kid a, a teddy bear and then hopefully he has it for a while. So that's great. See everyone. I'm not an asshole. I don't hate kids. I just don't. Only other people's kids I, I just and that aren't mine. I just don't. Right, exactly. And I just don't think kids should be on airplanes. But other than that, I love no. them. I love them. All right, Adam, thank you so much for calling in. This was a great conversation, and I really appreciate it. Hey, it was a pleasure, Joe. Thank you for having me on. All right. Take care. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Ladies and gentlemen, if you enjoyed this week's episode of Grounded with Flight Attendant Joe, please subscribe to the podcast. You'll get alerts when new episodes air. Also check out Flight Attendant Joe on Facebook and Instagram. And if you still haven't had enough of me, (laughs) check out the blog at www.flightattendantjoe.com.